let's dental today we are discussing about the differential diagnosis and also the management of the patients infected with the herpes simplex virus 1 in the previous episode we have discussed about the virus briefly about the virus its clinical manifestations about like primary infection and the recurrent infections of the herpes simplex coming to the differential diagnosis of this particular infection the first thing we have to consider is as the lesions appear in the mouth when the first differential diagnosis we have to consider is the recurrent aphthostomatitis because even in the recurrent aphthostomatitis the ulcers are formed in the mouth but what are the differentiating features for the recurrent aphthostomatitis means first thing is there are no prodromal symptoms for the recurrent aphthos and the lesions will be present on the mostly like on the non keratinized mucus the lesions are rarely seen on the gingiva in the recurrent aphthos and the lesions that is the ulcers will be of uniform size and shape and they are not like in clusters as seen in the herpetic stomatitis so these are the main differentiating features for the recurrent aphthos and the post herpetic uh, primary herpetic herpes simplex virus infection in the mouth that is gingiva is rarely involved prodromal symptoms are absent and the lesions will be of uniform size and shape next differential diagnosis we have to consider is the coxsackie virus infection that again there are two types of infections in the orofacial area that is hand foot and mouth disease and the other one is the herpangina clinically distinguishing is very easy because in the hand foot and mouth disease these lesions that is ulcers and the formation of vesicles and the ulcers is seen on the in the mouth and also we'll see the same lesions on the skin of the foot that is sole and also on the palms so this is the main distinguishing feature so clinically only we can differentiate between this herpes simplex virus infection in the mouth or is it a hand foot and mouth disease and next is the herpangina herpangina is mainly affects the oropharynx that is the lesions are the vesicles and ulcers are seen on the oropharynx and also the soft palate mucosa is involved not the whole of the oral mucosa is involved whereas in the herpes simplex typically oral mucosa is involved and also we will see the lesions on the gingiva also in the herpes simplex so these are the main differentiating differential diagnosis we have to consider which we will confuse so most of the time viral infections will be preceded by the prodromal symptoms so this is first thing to rule out is it a viral infection or is it a recurrent aphthos or any other like acute necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis or periodontitis we can make out so coming to acute necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis here the prodromal symptoms are absent again only the gingiva is involved and also the lesions will be like widespread and punched out lesions will be seen whereas in the herpetic infections the lesions will be like in clusters and small ulcers like they are present so this is about that differential diagnosis so even though in the these clinical features are typical for all these diseases in the immunocompromised patients again all will present almost same like they will be extended lesions they will not heal by themselves even though it is a viral infection in those patients before going with any treatment we need to consider of confirming the diagnosis so how we will confirm the diagnosis for this herpes simplex infection this is mainly considered in the immunocompromised patients so what are all the different tests done laboratory diagnosis one is the first one is the viral culture can be done or we can do the smear take the smear and do the histopathology staining that is we can do the papanicolo staining or gemsa staining where we will see the multinucleated epithelial cells are seen in the smear next is the viral culture this is helpful even to rule out the resistance of the, with the, the whether uh, like uh, susceptibility of the virus to the antiviral drugs also we can make out 
but the problem with viral culture is it takes more time and it is expensive and the reports will come by the time the reports come we need to start some antivirals otherwise if the patient is a healthy even the lesions will heal also so that is a disadvantage of viral culture but this viral culture is more confirmative diagnosis next even for to detect the antigen of this particular virus we can do the pcr test or we can do the direct fluorescence also so even from the base of the ulcer we can do the scrapings where we will see the multinucleated giant cells or epithelial cells so this is about the final diagnosis that is confirming the diagnosis with the laboratory test coming to the management of these patients most of the time the patient if the patient is immunocompetent the primary or the recrudescent form of the herpes simplex infections will be self controlled means they will heal within 10 to 14 days by themselves as they are viral infections and they will be preceded by the prodromal symptoms and they will heal in 10 to 14 days if the patient is immunocompromised otherwise if the if these lesions are not healing we need to consider of giving the antivirals if they are self healing also we need to consider of supporting the patient by just pain control and also the supportive therapy can be given because of the prodromal symptoms patients will lose the appetite the loss of appetite will be there because of that patients will get dehydrated and uh, and food intake is decreased in those patients we need to give the supportive care by giving the like uh, mainly the hydration is very important for these patients and coming to the pain control if the patient is really suffering with pain and the food intake is impaired we need to consider of giving some relief with the pain from the ulcers what we will use is here topical anesthetics or the topical analgesics are given as a pain control method next we need to consider of giving given antivirals for these patients only if the patient is in the near proximity to the any immunocompromised patients or the the patient himself is a working as a professional in the uh, like uh, centers like where chemotherapy is given or when the where the hiv positive patients are treated in those patient if the patient is working over there we need to consider of giving this antivirals that is systemic antivirals are given because uh, to prevent the spread of this particular infection to the immunocompromised patients so so because of the systemic antivirals we can reduce the infectivity of the virus and also the pa patient will the lesions will heal fast so this systemic antivirals are given only in those patients are to the actually immunocompromised patients so coming to the in the immunocompromised patients we are giving the systemic antivirals what are they what we are giving means we can give acyclovir or about 800 mg is given like five, five times a day otherwise valcyclovir can be given or famcyclovir famcyclovir can be given about like three times a day about 500 to 1000 mg per day coming to the topical antivirals we can use acyclovir that is 5% cream is available which can be used topically or 3% pencyclovir is available and also 10% docosanol all these are available as topical preparations which can be applied about 3 to 6 times a day so that the patients will have some relief for, from the pain from the ulcers so if the patient develops these lesions very frequently and they are large also we are considering of giving the systemic steroids systemic antivirals to these patients so this is about the management of herpes simplex virus infections in the immunocompetent and the immunocompromised patients thank you